0: You're listening to Rick Kleffel, The Agony Column Podcast. You can find additional reviews, interviews, print interviews, and book commentary five days a week at trashotron.com agony. Alan choose is a novelist whose latest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure, Rick.
0: Alan, let's talk about some books that you uh, were telling me about, and I'd like to start with Daniel Muenadine's In Other Rooms, Other Wonders. It's a very interesting look at a part of the world we don't often get to hear about in literature.
1: Yeah, it's al- al- almost all the stories, except for one, which, uh, are set in uh, Pakistan, and uh, I mean, the funny thing is, I think he's the best new story writer in America, except he lives in Pakistan. <laughs> um, his mother, I guess, is from Wisconsin, and he went to, I guess he went to public school in Wisconsin, and then he went to Yale Law School. I don't know where he went to college, but I know he went to Yale Law School. At uh, Dartmouth. Oh, he went to Dartmouth as an undergraduate? Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get the best of both worlds with this guy because he's, I don't think he practices law anymore. He manages a f- family farm in Punjab in Pakistan and uh, has... Uh, taken himself to his writing room every day where he's work, working on these wonderful stories. A number of them came out in the New Yorker. And this collection is really just the best collection that I've seen uh, in a long, long time. It, it's even better than that uh, first Jujun Lahiri collection, which I thought had a couple of wonderful stories. She didn't really prove herself until this new collection but uh, that she's just brought out. But uh, this is just Pitch perfect. Every story is terrific. It's got a huge cast of characters from all classes and um, from contemporary Pakistan. And uh, you know, it opens with a story about an electrician who gets enough money to buy a new motorcycle. And, and when somebody tries to steal it from him, he goes, "Well, he gets some revenge." And you know, there's a rich girl from Islamabad. Uh, there's a you know, a, a manager, a farm manager. Uh, not a,
0: unlike the author.
1: Yes. There's a you know, wealthy landowner, so he really cuts across the strata of uh, contemporary Pakistani society. Um, and, so, and he's, he's quite, uh, I don't know how often this word is invoked, probably a lot, right, Chekhovian, in that he's, uh, he's studying human behavior and, and uh, gives us great insight into, into the behavior of these people. And makes us think of our own behavior, which I think that's what you want from a story writer, don't you? Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's nice that the stories are are intertwined because there's an interplay between the stories that that I think uh, gives us a, a, a wider vision, both of the of the elements and characters within the stories and uh, of the places he's writing about. Yeah,
1: in that sense, you know, he's learned from from uh, reading Winesburg, Ohio, and he's learned from Faulkner. Uh, because all of these people are connected in one way or another to, the, to this big landowner in the, in, uh, the Punjab.
0: Now he's back in, in Pakistan. Do we know what he's working on now?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I, you know, I'd read a story or two in The New Yorker, and I read this collection, but I don't know. I haven't seen anything about him. Uh, I would presume he's writing more stories or perhaps even a novel which uh, you know is quite ironic given the situation in Pakistan which, you know which seems to be coming apart but here's this steady close rider in the middle of Pakistan working you know with uh, microscopic uh, intensity on the, the lives of ordinary people there And there's I don't think a single mention of any kind of political problems or you know terror on the edges. Uh, which suggests something about the middle-class view in Pakistan, I guess. Or it could be that his American brain is uh, taking over and not worrying about that part of Pakistani life. I don't know. It's quite interesting. Well,
0: maybe it's just the middle-class brain from anywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you also um, talked to me about a book called The Stalin Epigram by Robert Littell, which is a really fascinating look at an a. um, Highly important, but also highly unknown corner of Russian history.
1: Yeah, you know, St- Littell is, uh, you know, what do they say? Arguably, the uh, <laughs> one of the two or three best thriller writers alive in, in, in America right now. Although I think he may live in Paris. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know, he's he he's produced some of the greatest entertainments uh, that I know of. Uh, know, some of his thrillers are just absolutely the best of their kind. The uh, Company. The Company, yeah. Although that, that's kind of sprawling. I mean, some of his shorter novels, uh, like The Debriefing, is a, is, a, is a really a work of genius, or The Amateur, or uh, earlier his first one, The Defection of A.J. Le Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this new one, you know, he kind of takes a leap out of the thriller genre into uh, historical biographical fiction although set in Stalinist Russia and it's uh, about the life and miserable uh, exile and ultimate death of uh, Osip Mandelstam, the great Russian poet who, who during the Stalinist period wrote a nasty couple of lines about Stalin and he said them to the wrong woman, one of his mistresses who betrayed him and and Stalin began to play with him like a like a you know a cat playing with a mouse, and basically uh, destroyed him without actually killing him outright. And um, you know, there's a famous moment. Well, there are a number of narrators in this book: uh, Mandelstam and Nadezhda Mandelstam, his wife, and the mistress who betrays him. And his poet friends Anak Madava and Boris Pasternak, and uh, for comic relief, there's a, a weightlifter who is, you know, innocent of any kind of espionage, but Stalin puts him in prison for a long, long time, and he's one of the narrators. And uh, for reasons that you'll have to, you know, follow the plot to discover. And Stalin's bodyguard. Another kind of strong man, and Stalin himself are all characters, and most of the people I just named are narrators in this book, and and so it's it's kind of an interesting design. So it's strictly not, uh, you know, classical biographical fiction because he does he uses all these various narrators, and the story is about the the daring and kind of naivete. And uh, eventual crumbling of consciousness on the part of Mandelstam, as well as an amazing portrait of the period, all of its its, um, political miseries and show trials and executions. Uh, So he really broadens the scope of the political thriller enormously and uh, brings this uh, extraordinary poet to life at what is really the high point and the bravest moment of his life during the terrible darkest moments of Stalinist Russia, I think it's, it's a wonderful entertainment. I mean, you know, I don't know if i go so far as to say it's a great novel, but it's an enormously entertaining work of uh, genre fiction, let's put it that way.
0: Well, I, it strikes me that he uses... Uh, some of the techniques of espionage fiction and applies mm-hmm. them to the to the historical fiction genre and, and they're both strengthened by it the, you get the more the toe tapping plot aspects of the uh, espionage fiction but the wider canvas of the historical fiction as well
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, uh, Man- highly recommend highly recommend it comes out uh, the end of the month
0: now the third book you talked to me about. <laughs> yes. Jane Vandenberg, A Pocket History of Sex in the 20th Century. Yes. This is a book that is maybe not without problems for some readers.
1: Well, I don't know what the problems would be. Uh, the problems would be you don't want to know the truth about the life of a young girl who had a terrible, truly terrible childhood and who happens to be a wonderful prose writer. I mean, you know, normally in these memoirs you find somebody who's a, a wonderful prose writer who... You know, has really nothing to say, mm-hmm. or you have someone who's had a terrible, terrible life who can't, you know, rub a noun against a verb. But I think uh, Vandenberg is uh, is, a, is a just very, very interesting personality, and she begins life in horrible misery. Her, you know, she says, "A childhood grim as Dickens." Odd to have lived it in, in such a naturally beautiful place, those few blocks from the ocean. And, you know she grew up in Southern California And uh, she stays pretty calm she, you know we, even though she's writing about her father, who was an architect, a, a closet homosexual, jumping out of a window and her mother going into into an institution, going mad because her husband's committed suicide. and And then uh, Jane and her brothers go to live with uh, an aunt. Jane discovers sex and serious conversation and eventually falls in love with with a well-known West Coast publisher who brought out her first novel, Um, and uh, I I just was completely taken with the book.
0: Now, it kind of uh, splits into halves, doesn't it? Tell us about the different halves and and the, the feel, how that feel changes, and how that worked for you as a reader.
1: Well, you know, uh, you could say it's not entirely cohesive. Because, you know, the first half is is about this grim Dickensian childhood, and the second half is about her discovery of the world and love, and as she puts it, even conversation. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, there's no real arc of the to the narrative. It kind of just falls apart in the second half. But um, you know, the pieces of an interesting writer. Are, more interesting to me than the cohesiveness of a dull writer so (laughs) Um, I I just found the book I was just really taken with it
0: I've been speaking with Alan Shoes his new book is To Catch the Lightning we talked about In Other Rooms Other Wonders by Daniel Muenadine The Stalin Epigram by Robert Littell and Jane Vandenberg's A Pocket History of Sex in the 20th Century thank you for speaking with me Alan my pleasure You're listening to Rick Kleffel, The Agony Column Podcast. You can find additional reviews, interviews, print interviews, and book commentary five days a week at Trashotron.com slash agony.